Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, July 2nd. I'm Wayne Pratt. While the federal government has provided billions of dollars for help for college students during the pandemic, undocumented students are not eligible for that assistance. They won't help me, I guess. That's what I kind of like wrap my head around. So it's always been just about me and like getting myself through it, you know? We will examine the impact of the pandemic on undocumented students and how some colleges and universities are responding. St. Louis and St. Louis County will require residents to wear masks in public spaces to limit the spread of coronavirus. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports officials say it's the best way to keep people safe. People will have to wear masks in indoor public spaces, including gyms and shops. They'll also need to wear them outdoors if they can't stay six feet apart. Children and people with certain medical conditions don't have to follow the order. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, face masks, including non-medical grade ones made of cloth, can prevent people from spreading the droplets that carry the virus. Masks protect people from infecting others, which is why everyone needs to wear one, said Dr. Alex Garza, head of the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force. The highest risk is if nobody wears a mask, and of course the lowest risk is if everybody wears one. He says people who don't have symptoms of COVID-19 can still spread the virus. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Latino residents in St. Louis County are testing positive for coronavirus at much higher rates than the rest of the county's population. County Executive Sam Page says Latinos are three to five times more likely to test positive. He says services may be harder to access for Latinos, especially those who do not speak English. We also have concerns that there may be language barriers. So some of our Hispanic residents may not be able to understand the services that are available or have complete access to those services. Health officials are not sure what is driving the higher infection rates, but Page says it may be because more Latinos are working in essential jobs that put them at a higher risk of contracting the virus. St. Louis County is now partnering with local Hispanic and Latino organizations to improve outreach efforts. The St. Louis Police Department is getting an outside review. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports Mayor Lida Krusen announced the evaluation yesterday. The arrangement is very similar to one in St. Louis County. Business groups will cover the cost of the review. It will be performed by former Philadelphia and Washington, D.C. Police Chief Charles Ramsey. Though the exact scope of the study was not immediately available, Krusen said it would be broad, covering policies and training, as well as the way the department responds to gun violence. It's about acknowledging that Black Lives Matter, but it's also about acknowledging that in St. Louis, Far too many black lives are lost to violence. Both Chief John Hayden and Public Safety Director Jimmy Edwards support the review. Krusen says it will begin in a few weeks and take a couple of months to complete. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Official 4th of July fireworks displays are going to be muted this year. Communities throughout the St. Louis area have canceled annual Independence Day fireworks shows and parades. Fair St. Louis is the biggest celebration to be called off. Chairman David Estes says canceling the festival's 40th anniversary is a gut punch, 
necessary to keep people safe. We have over 300,000 people over three days, and we kept hoping and hoping, but in the end, hope is not a very good strategy. Fair St. Louis will be condensing the weekend event into a one-hour live stream Saturday with performances by hometown artists. Fireworks shows will still be held in some cities, including St. Charles, Union, Grafton, and Edwardsville. Colleges and universities have received billions in federal money to help support students during the COVID-19 pandemic. But they can't give it to the nearly half a million undocumented students enrolled in U.S. schools, even those protected under the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA, program. Lee Gaines reports some undocumented students are struggling to find ways to pay for next year's tuition. Lisbeth Hernandez says her situation is exhausting. She's about to be a senior at Dominican University in Chicago's western suburbs. Hernandez is undocumented, which means she doesn't qualify for federal financial aid. Once school is done, I go straight to work. So that's just like really mentally exhausting. And then going back home and trying to do homework at midnight and then waking up really early trying to catch the bus. So it's like, I don't know, it's a vicious cycle. And that's before the pandemic cost Hernandez her job as a server at a restaurant. Her family also doesn't qualify for the $1,200 stimulus checks that went out earlier this year. And Hernandez says she's been rejected from unemployment benefits. She says she needs to work. I depend on my summers to make most of my income for the school year. And that has like really re- like severely been reduced to at least like literally like I've already wasted half of my summer not making any money. Hernandez says she has to come up with about $9,000 for the next school year, even with a scholarship from Dominican that pays for three quarters of her tuition. The university also gave her an extra $750 this year because of the pandemic. Hernandez has lived in the U.S. since she was an infant, and she's frustrated that she's been denied federal financial aid. They won't help me. I guess that's what I kind of like wrapped my head around. So it's always been just about me and like getting myself through it, you know. Hernandez says cobbling together some financial aid from the state, scholarships from Dominican and other places, she should be able to graduate from college next year. Dominican claims about 10 percent of their student body is undocumented. Donna Carroll is the college's president. She says that's because they're known for providing generous financial aid packages to those students. I used to get questions from colleague presidents about how how are you doing this? Aren't your donors upset? Aren't your alumni questioning? And, and I would always say, actually, the reverse is true. Over the years, Carol says they've received funding from donors who specifically want to help undocumented students. Recently, the university received about $3 million in federal COVID-19 assistance. But Carol says they can only spend it on those who qualify for federal student aid. So they're fundraising to help students who aren't eligible. Candy Marshall says schools are getting creative in how they support undocumented students, given the restrictions on the money Congress has provided. Their view is, look, if we have all this money coming in, emergency fund money, that we're only going to be able to spend on U.S. citizens, 
then what we can do is go look at other buckets of money that might have been used to support U.S. citizens, and we'll use those buckets of money to support our undocumented students. Marshall heads an organization called TheDream.US, which partners with colleges across the country to fund tuition for undocumented students. She fears undocumented students might drop out if they can't afford to pay their tuition, even if it's just a few thousand dollars a year. We started to get inquiries from students across the country saying, I think I should drop all of my classes this term, or I think I need to go down to one class, or I'm, I'm questioning whether I can even afford to stay in college. But Marshall says college and university leaders need to do more than just provide undocumented students with tuition money. She says they also need to advocate for policies that would give them access to federal financial aid. And not just during a pandemic, but as a matter of course. I'm Lee Gaines. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are taking a break for the July 4th weekend. No podcast tomorrow. We return Monday. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.